0: Free Information Kit, 800 384 That's 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393.
1: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com
0: free. The smartest way to hire, and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address: ZipRecruiter.com/free. That's ZipRecruiter.com/free. ZipRecruiter.com/free.
2: Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kinda like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. (laughs) But then I found Walgreens FindRx coverage. Lets you compare plans online, over the phone, or in person. Made Medicare shopping so easy. Plus, I found plans with low-cost (laughs) copays. I can get down with that. When you need to talk Medicare, Walgreens is here. Start shopping today at walgreens.com slash Medicare.
0: This is Sports Setup. I'm Christine Lisi. The Bengals position themselves
3: to keep receiver T. Higgins at least one more season, place the franchise tag on him. Sides have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal, or Higgins plays in 2024 on the $21.8 million receiver tag. Running backs Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard won't be tagged by their respective teams this offseason, the Raiders, Giants, and Cowboys, they are expected to become free agents. On the I Am Athlete podcast, quarterback Russell Wilson said he hopes he can finish his career in Denver, but for him, it's about winning, wants to win two Super Bowls the next two years. That'll be a stretch for Wilson, believes sportsmanlike co-host Chris Canty. For Russell Wilson, it's a team that is a competent quarterback away from being in the postseason. I don't think there's a team in the NFL that's a Russell Wilson away from winning a championship, but I do think there are several places in the NFL that are a Russell Wilson away from getting
4: into the postseason and winning a playoff game.
0: Broncos are expected to release Wilson in the coming weeks.
3: NBA Warriors guard Chris Paul set to return from a fractured hand tomorrow night against the Wizards. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Cannon, coming up Tuesday as the NFL combine gets going. I'll tell you what I'll be paying attention to the most this week. It's on Sportsman Like 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio,
0: ESPN2, and ESPNU. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big
2: dreams. premonition his city would get sane. now i'm
1: winning, now I'm winning. get Shane in the city of, oh. the home of what's have up wichita happy monday everyone probably tough to go back to work when you have the weather that we have but don't you worry it is set to get cold here in just a little bit but until then enjoy the great weather with all the sunshine, hardly any win, it is a BEA beautiful day outside. It is also a beautiful day here inside our Riverfront Stadium studio as we are set to bring you two hours of the pulse on Wichita sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Appreciate all of you listening to us on the radio dial But if you do pop out of the large area that we cover, you can always stream the show. You can stream the show on your smartphone. You can download the TuneIn app. You can hit that favorite button. That way you can take us wherever you go. And every time that you pull up the TuneIn app, we're going to be right there at your fingertips. You can also pull up an internet browser and type in ESPNWichita.com. There is a podcast page that is on there. We also have uh, schedules. We have the entire daily lineup of ESPN Wichita. So if you want to go and check that out, you certainly can. If you're at home and you have a smart speaker and you're walking around, just relaxing maybe here on a Monday, tell your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM or KKGQ. I'm Pat Stropman, Jack Johnson is producing once again. If you would like to give Jack or myself a phone call, the phone line is open at 316-669-4996, 316-669-4996. If you're listening to The Shane Dennis Show, you had a chance to dial that number to potentially win tickets to see Drew Lynch I have Kansas lottery tickets to give away for today. So if you have any interest in winning $30 worth of cash blitz instant tickets, then be prepared to dial 316-669-4996. We will also be giving away other things throughout this week. Paulie Shore tickets, Wichita State baseball Wichita State Rice. We have a ton of giveaways this week, so keep it locked on, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. The text line number, if you want to chime in and drop your sports knowledge, feel free to do so at any time. No restrictions there at 316-247-0923. Haven't had to ban anyone yet on there, and I don't plan on starting unless you do something outlandish. So if you want to be a part of the show, text us, 316-247-0923. We also have social media. Like and follow our pages. We have Twitter slash X. We also have Facebook. We have Instagram. And if you go to our pages, you will see a couple of pictures of some winners, one being For our Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light Neon sign, we have a picture of a winner of the Brian Cook jersey that we gave away. Just saying, those are the cool things that we offer if you follow all of the action on social media. So please go and do that. Coming up in 20 minutes, we'll be joined in studio by Dean Jaderston. He is the head women's basketball coach at Friends University. Friends, top three in the conference this year. The Falcons are taking on Bethany coming up on Wednesday, a game that you can hear right here on ESPN Wichita. So Dean Jaderston will stop on by, and we will visit with him about this season and how special it has been. Shortly after that, we'll have our beast of the week. Jack might be taking a look at a certain ace wearing a certain color that he prefers. I will be focusing on what took place this past weekend. We'll get into that at 2.45. Hour number two begins with KU K-State Talk. KU getting a win without Kevin McCuller. We have an update on his knee situation. Meanwhile, for Kansas State, a much-needed win for the Wildcats to stay in the hunt for an NCAA tournament bid. Wildcats take down BYU. We'll react to that coming up at hour number two. the Wichita Wind Surge, have a new general manager. Matt Hamilton is his name. He officially started work today, and he is going to join us to tell us a little bit more about himself, his background, why baseball, all that wonderful stuff. That is coming your way at 3.25. He'll also be in studio. And then at 3.45, we finish off the show with a Mount Rushmore Monday. That is our lineup for today. It is February 26, 2024. Really appreciate you all for tuning in on this magnificent Monday. Thank you so much for making us Wichita sports leader. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. We do start with this, though, not the good from this past weekend, to say the least, but it was the most recent. Wichita State men's basketball yesterday against Temple, the Shockers, Bell for the second time to the Temple Owls, seventy-two sixty-six in overtime. The Wichita State Shockers had a double-digit lead, and we've seen this before. It's been a little bit of a struggle for them to hang on to that double-digit lead. The game before, they were able to do that just fine against Tulsa, a team that they previously gave up a double-digit lead to. This time around against Temple, the Wichita State Shockers, they do cough up the win. Temple only has three conference losses and two of them coming at the hands of Wichita State, a Shockers team that now plummets to 3-12 and in conference play, 11-17 and overall. It's, it's always something down the stretch for Wichita State. Sometimes it's missed free throws. Sometimes it's turnovers. Sometimes it's offensive rebounds they give up. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but there's no doubt the biggest thing to me, the offensive rebounding for Temple was huge. Second chance points was a difference maker to get that victory in overtime. They were able to get a rebound after two missed free throws by Steve Settle. And like that's the that's the thing. When, when you look at the game of basketball, when I look at the game of basketball, there's nothing more infuriating than giving up an offensive rebound on a missed free throw. Like those things just cannot happen. Those are things that shouldn't be happening at, at this point. So given a second chance, what do they do? They get a three-point play to break the tie in Temple's favor. In a final minute with Temple clinging to a two-point lead, there was a jumper missed. Wichita State appeared to grab the rebound with Kobe Rogers and Harlan Beverly both coming together to get the loose ball, but a miscommunication between the two led to neither one grabbing the ball. Temple extended the possession. Once again, given a second chance, there was a jumper that misfired, but there was a size advantage on Bijan Cortez, and they were able to get the putback to make it a four-point lead with 20 seconds to play. Offensive rebounds were just crucial there for the Temple Owls to get the job done. And overall in the second half just a a sloppy sloppy second half. And it's kind of the same bugaboos that came back to plague Wichita State. Unforced turnovers and that led to easy buckets for the opposition transition. Wichita State missed some free throws. Kenny Poto had a pretty rough day at the office. Wichita State just continues to, to be that inconsistent team, and this Shocker team, I know some people are wondering, well, I don't know how I feel about the future here. On our first-year head coach, Paul Mills, I would say it's a little inconclusive to actually come to a decision on, on, on a guy like that. Not sure what else you can really do. I'm sure you can go out and recruit better, and that's going to be the main focal point in the offseason. This is also a team that took down SMU and came close to doing the same against FAU and other pretty big teams in the American. But they also have their major flaws, and one of the major flaws for Wichita State is losing the Temple not once but twice. And it felt like the game in Philadelphia, Wichita State was down big, had a rally, didn't have enough juice left in the tank. Wichita State this time just inexcusable to give up a double-digit lead in the which that they did it. Shockers fall once again, this time to the Temple Owls. Kind of the positive, though, is Xavier Bell. Got to say, this is a guy who went from four points per game to doing much better work here this year. Unfortunately, it's still in a loss for the Wichita State Shockers. Well, those are my thoughts. What about the thoughts of Paul Mills and Xavier Bell? Let's hear from them after the loss to Temple. Paul Mills and Xavier Bell. You'll hear from both of them here in just a little bit. Like I said, Paul Mills, it's just been one of those things to where you get guys in the right position, but some of those mistakes are just super silly mistakes. The, The fact that you can't pull down an offensive, or excuse me, a defensive rebound with Two guys being in the area. That's again, that's just been the way to describe Wichita State season all along. Xavier Bell with seventeen points and three rebounds. I know Kenny Poto ended up with eleven and, and eleven and nine, but five of ten for the free throw line and three of eleven from the field is just not going to cut it. And I thought maybe for the first time that Wichita State would find a way to really overcome a poor shooting performance from Colby Rogers. I thought maybe they were going to do it. He went 2-14 for the field. If you would have told me that going into the game, I would pick that Wichita State gets blown out, but yet that game went into overtime. So they almost found a way to get a win in a way that I didn't expect them to. But regardless, a loss is a loss. No moral victories for Wichita State. All right, now we got things figured out. Here is Paul Mills and Xavier Bell following a loss to Temple.
5: Well, to, it's obviously tough to drop a home game. I thought it was a hard-fought game. I mean, if you hold those guys to 32%, uh, we're giving ourselves a chance. Uh, even though they had 22 offensive rebounds, if you if you look at their second chance points, it was 14 to 11. Not not that we're making excuses on the 22-0 boards. Um, but we were still able to get paint points, you know, uh, win that 40 to 32. And there's some free throws that that we needed to convert, but I I did think we gave ourselves a chance, and uh, Xavier was able to keep us in it offensively because, you know, we just really struggled to score there um, with shots around the rim there in the second half, and then convert free throw opportunities. Coach, when you guys look, you
1: guys dominated the paint
6: in the first half. What was it? something just
5: execution for you guys that was different yeah no i again I thought we had good shots you know that there, there were times there where uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit about our South Dakota state game earlier this year where we were one for 20 um within six feet of the rim and I mean i I thought we had quality shots and you know we're, we're able to get things around the rim generate that that ball would just not fall down and go in. And then, unfortunately, when we had free throw opportunities, I I think if you look at it, um, there in the second half, we just finished two for six from the free throw line. So, you know, uh, uh, when you finish three for eight there in the second half, uh, it just kind of comes back and bites you. Uh, Fortunately, X here bailed us out offensively on a number of plays, um, but we just couldn't get uh, a group on, on anything
6: possession is that are you trying to use Colby
5: there their face guard doing pretty well or what are you trying to get there in that final possession the, the last one yeah you know what X had hit a three and uh we, we knew that they would kind of be keyed up on X and um ended up trying trying to run a little bit uh, of a slip to uh Ronnie and then what we were trying to do was was get Colby off a crack. And he was going to go set a screen on Ronnie's man, mainly because I thought we would get to the free throw line. So I knew how much they would play, play, uh, plug on X. Specifically, if you look, uh, Harlan's in that left corner, and we just know how much people help off of Harlan. So we were really just trying to get Ronnie to go downhill. So they end up switching that screen, ends up being a push pushdown, um, and unfortunately just wasn't able to generate a quality look uh, off of that crack action.
7: Coach, what was kind of the the dilemma there uh, late in the game? You have, you know, two bigs. Uh, I mean, I know defense is always an issue, but then like rebounding is a problem too when you guys go small. What, what was kind of the dilemma there? And uh, just what, what were kind of like, the choices that were going through your head, you know, those last seven
5: minutes? Yeah, one? I mean, at the end from a, I mean, uh, we we ended up uh, bringing Kenny in um, and there was a, a blow by and, and, and they ended up shooting a layup. so. They're late. We went went with Bijan. Um, you know, you're thinking through other options, but you're hoping Bijan. They they started uh, what we would call a sucker switch. Uh, they attacked B uh, off of the sucker switch, and then they went to the post. Uh, so then we were we were going to blitz the post. Um, but then I I just thought the physicality, and you got to give you got to tip your hat to uh, to Shane Dizoni. I mean, he had five O boards. Um, and at halftime, finished with seven, and obviously made big ones late. And I think when you go back and look on it, and, and, and I mean these guys will tell you we clip them every game, and we'll go through and watch it. Um, our lack of physicality uh, by our guards, um, that 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 stuff always comes back and haunts you. And the reality is, is it's just rare. You know, most point guards, most shooting guards are usually getting back. Um, they they. Uh, were fierce on the glass and so I, I thought them just being gangbusters and going and getting everything around the rim um, again 22 old boards uh, it, it it this is a game that honors toughness and you tip your hat to, to Shane because he made a ton of plays
7: and the two ones that happened in overtime uh, I think it was subtle he missed two free throws rebound in the corner don't come up with it and then uh, I think Kazir uh, Miller, he missed a long jumper and it looked like Colby and Harlan had it. And then it looked like just, maybe just miscommunication. Just those two plays, I mean, they both lead to points eventually. Just got to have those, or what did you get? Yeah, think? I
5: mean, you, you go back and you, you do. You have to be able to secure those uh, rebounds. You know, I, I do think that uh, a lot of times you have your bigs down there so engaged in box outs. That our guards need to be engaged, and you know that we were able to get our hands on basketballs, it just wouldn't retrieve them. So, were they one-hand rebounds? Were they two? I'm I, I'm not sure, um, but for whatever reason, uh, we just weren't able to secure the basketball.
7: And the extras as a, as a player, I mean, you guys are up ten at half to not be able to close the door on that one. Just the. I mean, I kind of saw it with Kenny there at the end, just like the frustration. Just What's what's the the emotions like for
4: you guys? Definitely. Um, it's definitely an emotional one, especially with how hard we were playing. But, I mean, he said it a number of times. It, what really hurt us is the offensive rebounds for them, uh, just not being physical uh, on my part and others, but as well just as a collective, giving up a lot of second-chance points and everything like that. So it was definitely frustrating, but we just got to still stick together and just look forward. Can you tell me, what was the, the
1: energy like in that? first
6: half, the, the locker room where you guys, you well offense and defense
4: collectively mm-hmm. as you have, you go into the locker room with a, with a 10-5 lead? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, w- it was good energy. I think we all kind of understood the assignment as far as just trying to finish out the game. We we knew they were already killing us on the O-boards and so we wanted to come out and try and I guess stop them on that, but as well as you see, uh, we just kind of lacked in that area tonight, but I would just say it, it was the right energy going into halftime and, Steph- and then coming out as well.
6: Leaders on this team what's
4: your message to this team as you guys now go into the last the last two weeks of regular season? Man, we still have opportunity. Uh, we still have three games left, I believe. Uh, one more at home and two on the road, but then we have a conference tournament coming up as well. Um, we're just we just need to stick together and you know anything can happen still.
7: And coach, how do you kind of uh, you know not show that frustration and, and just you know stay with this group? You know, obviously this is a a tough one to swallow but like what's how do you guys kind of get through
5: it as a coaching staff yeah no i mean these these are our guys I, i've told them that a number of times and you know i i heard too many times when i took the job that you know we can't wait till you get your guys in here and uh I, i've told them on a number of occasions uh you're my guys uh, we we're, we're riding with you, and these kind of these kind of things happen. Um, you play well again defensively. Uh, we allowed ourselves to be in this game. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we, at the end of the day, you have to own it, um, and you got to go in, and uh, you need to put in work. You need to put in work at the free throw line. We need to put in work uh, from the glass perspective. Uh, we need to put in work in the weight room. But you but you own it, and you move forward.
7: On defense, uh, like you said, I mean, holding the you know, low 30s, um, what what were you happy about or what were you pleased about? With, was it just the shot selection that you were forcing them into?
5: Yeah, I, I do. I think that was a big part of it. I, I mean, I think our guys understood what shots we were willing to live with uh, and what shots we weren't. I, I did think, again, only generating two, um, two turnovers in the second half. I think if we go back and look at it, we just allowed just too much space. Um, for some of those guys, and we didn't get up and really touch them, um, which, I, I mean, we, we challenged our guys at about the 12-minute mark, and we, we got more physical um, and just didn't have that as much in the second half. I do think if you look at it, we're probably better defensively when, uh, when it's in front of us. But, I, I mean, these in the second half, it was, I mean, X can vouch for this, but we, we said a number of times, Quincy, you have to be the second jump Uh, and 14 off a shot fake, um, does that, and we're the first jump. And those were shots. I know he made two in the first half. But those were shots that, at the end of the day, he only finishes with two for the game, four for 18 from the field, that we were content with. But you can't give up those layups. So, you know, you go back, you watch film, you learn from it
7: some of like those just like tiny things. I was curious, like on Quincy, I mean, obviously so effective at the start of the game, doesn't play a lot t- towards the end. Is it just he's got to be a little bit more locked in on defense? Or well,
5: I mean, the, the, those are tough matchups for him. You know, when, when you're putting 14 out there and, and a guy who can really stretch the floor, and you really have to be disciplined. There is nobody... It's going to be around the rim, and, and you can't put him at the rim in order to plug because then they're just going to three-ball you to death. So we, we had to have more versatile defenders out there. And, and especially they're late, they just went small um, the last five minutes of the game. And and we had to put a lineup out there where we could switch one through five. And, you know, they, 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 they again, they were getting sucker switches and then kind of attacking, you know, they, they get the layup off of KP. Um, and we were t- probably way more extended, Hold them to four for 17 from three. Uh, so for the most part, solid. But again, th- that those offensive rebounds come back and haunt you. thanks from your perspective, um, you go
4: through those stretches in the second half where the shots just are not falling. Um, what, is, what are those stretches like from the from the players' perspective on the Uh, It's tough. But I mean, like you said, our defense kept us in the game. Uh, We just got to continue to move on to the next play. We understand that, you know, not everything is going to fall, but the right ones will. So just keep attacking, keep taking those shots and just knowing that uh, we have our defense to rely on as well. I didn't I think we just needed to just lock back in as well and like I said just uh, lock in on our defensive end Um, we knew shots weren't falling easy ones as well around the rim Um, but just trying to make the right play on defense and move on to the next play I would say
7: and if you guys are gonna you know come away with those 50-50 balls uh, take me through just like what does it take to uh, to win those to win a loose ball
4: um, I mean, he says. The coach says it all the time. Just toughness, uh, the willingness to do it, um, and the willingness to want to win, and everything like that. So, putting yourself, uh, putting yourself behind the team, and just making sure gets putting that effort forward. I would say.
1: All right, that's Xavier Bell and Paul Mills. After the last two Temple yesterday, seventy-two sixty-six being the final. Three games left for the Shocker men's basketball team, and the two of the three are going to be on the road. UAB on Wednesday the home finale on Saturday against Rice, and then on Friday next week at Tulane, and then it's the AAC Championship Tournament. Later on here in this hour, our Beast of the Week. When we come back, though, one of our two guests that we'll have in studio today, we'll talk to friends, women's basketball coach Dean Jaderston, when we return here on The Pulse.
0: You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM your exclusive home of championship week espn wichita 92.3 espn wichita is bringing you a full week of college basketball action leading up to march madness we'll have exclusive live play-by-play of the big 12 tournament in kansas city plus the acc and big 10 tournament championship games and it all leads to our selection sunday special to kick off march madness right here on your home for college basketball. ESPN Wichita
7: 92.3 FM. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate on that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? (laughs) Now you've got an open floor plan, trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem like me.
2: Based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
7: Get in the zone. AutoZone.
0: Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, is your check engine light on? The free fix Finder service reads your check engine, ABS, and maintenance lights. It even sends a detailed report directly to your email. When you need to get back on the road, AutoZone's free FixFinder service is here. Get the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes only at AutoZone.
2: started at angie.com that's a-n-g-i or to download the app today did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible and the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or co alarms First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years, depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting FirstAlert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms.
1: Welcome back to The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Jack Johnson producing. I'm Pat Stropman. Here this week, KCAC postseason tournament action is set to take place. We've been doing KCAC games throughout the entire year as part of our Road to Hartman series. And now the Road to Hartman it's about to, we're about to reach the end here on the road, which is exciting because postseason basketball is truly the best basketball. And to talk more about that, we welcome in the women's basketball coach at Friends University, Dean Jaderston, as his team is the number three seed in this year's tournament, taking on the Bethany Swedes on Wednesday at seven in the KCAC quarters. You can catch it right here on espn wichita well coach congratulations first and foremost on a fantastic season falling uh, a a little bit short of a kcac championship but hey last year you guys were able to make it to the kcac championship as a seven seed so why not do it again as a three seed
3: absolutely last year was a a great way to wrap up the season and launch into this year got our kids got our kids a taste of what it takes to be there and how much fun it is to be there so it's uh we've been looking forward to this week for a long time
1: yeah well you know at the beginning of the year you're dealing with a bunch of new faces you do have a big return in the middle and taylor jackson yeah rayland garner coming back for a sophomore campaign cassie kennerberg being a senior player this year but you lost seven seniors from the roster last year and if you just start with that most people would probably predict that maybe you're due for a little bit of a regression but you brought in some different pieces that have certainly gelled and have certainly fit let's just get your overall thoughts on how you felt about the season going into the year and obviously where we are right now how things progress from that point
3: yeah and we didn't just lose those kids they were all perimeter players So we brought back a lot of our front line, and we really like that group. But it's easier to inject somebody new into the front line than it is to have all your guards being new because they've got to handle the ball, they've got to handle pressure, they've got to understand how to get into offense and how the defensive schemes work because it always starts with your guards. And so you've got all these new players who don't know each other, Um, they're learning our system, and there isn't anybody who um, we had you know, one player who we brought up in the JV last year midseason, but other than that, there's nobody who's demonstrating and, and kind of modeling some of those things. And so, you know, that, that first first month was pretty interesting. Um, people were learning new positions. They were learning where their teammates like to play and what they like to do. Um, we were winning some games, but we, we weren't clicking. It was just, a, you could just feel the awkwardness. And around Christmas you could just see the shift um, around Christmas you could see uh, Lauren McGuire stepping into and really embracing the point guard role and um, as she got better and better everything else kind of fell into place and people started understanding where they fit how we work how we guard and was uh, playing some pretty good basketball second semester we, we lost um, our first game back and then we mm-hmm. went on a 12 game win streak and then lost one, and then got another win streak going into the tournament. So we're we're pretty excited about where our team is. Um, we're as healthy as anybody can be this time of year, and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Well, and in, in this year, as as you brought up, it just took you to see some of the awkwardness. Well, last year you had to kind of go through something similar to where you didn't have Raymond Garner available for the second semester This year, you get her for a full year, and what a difference it makes to that Ray up there for a full year, being one of the top scorers in the conference, but also being one of the top swipers in the conference as well, being awfully good, getting steals, and then going in transition. How big of a difference was it just to have her there for a full season? And I'm sure you're thinking back to last year, like, hey, we did what we did, but what would it have looked like with her, being a part of the second semester, and, and would that have been a difference maker in a KCAC championship game?
3: You know, last year there was this – it's a tale of three seasons. First semester we were playing. We really liked where we were at the end of first semester. Second semester we lose Ray. We lose our top three-point percentage shooter, and I re-raise her. Um, Mackenzie Shippey hyperextends her knee. Gracie Salmons gets a concussion. Bridget's got an elbow that swells up on her all the time. Uh, we, we went through January just the walking walking wounded and um, had to re remake ourselves, like what we were doing before wasn't gonna work with this group of kids. And so they really embraced how good they could be defensively with Taylor behind them. And, and so um, you got to see this team kind of take new shape. And, and by the playoffs, they were playing completely different than we were back in in um December. Now Ray's there this whole year and what Ray does is Ray gets you a ton of free points. She's going to get 2-3 deflections a game that are going to turn into quick transition baskets. She's going to get a couple offensive putbacks and she's so strong at getting to the basket and has such a quick first step that there's plays that you don't draw up. It's the play after the play. It's just playing basketball and Ray's such a great athlete. Um And she just plays free, and she makes those plays. And so what she gets you is is, is those – in the tournament, everybody knows what you're doing. You don't surprise anybody um, with anything new. And so they know what you're doing. You know what they're doing, and basketball players have to go make plays. And I actually think Ray's one of the best playmakers in the conference.
1: Dean Jaderson, our guest, the head women's basketball coach at Friends University here on the Pulse. Friends and Bethany, 3-6 matchup in the KCAC quarters coming up on Wednesday inside the Garvey Center in Wichita. You can catch a game right here on ESPN Wichita, or you can go see it in person for yourself. It should be quite the game with the Bethany Sweets, a team that you matched up with last year and knocked them out in the KCAC tournament. So I'm sure Bethany's going to remember that going into this game on Wednesday Taylor now being an upperclassman compared to being an underclassman. What are the differences have you, have you seen from her this year being an upperclassman compared to when she was a sophomore and a freshman?
3: Yeah, Taylor has really grown this year and um, has begun to lead in ways that are really effective. Um, you watch this happen with kids as they come in as freshmen and sophomores, and they, they're they're trying to get their footing and they're trying to figure out who they are. And and um, this year Taylor, Taylor just accepted some, some leadership roles. She spoke with a lot of um, competence and force in a way that really brought the team together at times. Uh, I was really proud of her. Um, Taylor this year has also, I think, And the first time since she's been here i started to find her rhythm as an offensive player Um, i would say you know she's probably tired of me saying this all the time but being a post player it's all about rhythm if you get rushed you never get where you're going and it looks like you're traveling when you're not and and uh, when you find your rhythm and you can play within your rhythm that's when you're most effective and i thought especially here in in february she has really found her rhythm at both ends. She knows when to contest shots. She knows when to just intimidate people into not shooting. She knows when to go for the block. On the offensive end, she's reading doubles. She's kicking out the best she's ever had had since she's been here and it just turned into a complete player.
1: So in the new pieces, you, you referenced Lauren McGyver, who came in as being a two, a shooting guard from Glendale Community College. Corey Babcock from the Yosho, also a part of, of this team and then there's some other players coming off the bench we'll get to some of the reinforcements here in just a little bit but lauren when when you bring in anyone from the juco ranks it's it, i always find it so intriguing and sometimes we bring them in sometimes it's an immediate click but most times it takes just a little bit of time to truly get settled in with everything it's almost like you're you're an upperclassman freshman because you're getting the campus and it's your first year adjusting to a new school and you're adjusting to your teammates and you're adjusting to, to just being a part of a new program. And it just takes so long to figure that out. But safe to say, Lauren going from the two to the one has, has turned out exceptionally well. And for Corey, I know it might not be the, the, the type of three point marksman that, that knocks down five three pointers a game, but one thing I know you really like about her game is the fact that she's a very underrated defender.
3: Yeah. Corey, Corey kind of is the glue at the defensive end for us. Um, Taylor's the hammer back behind and, uh, Corey almost always is on the other team's best perimeter perimeter player. Uh, she executes our, our stuff. We, when we're getting into our matchup zone, she, she communicates and covers a lot of territory and it's just tough, just tough. Um, and she can shoot it Yeah, it's, it's the same thing there with shooters they got to find the rhythm and when Corey's in rhythm she's really really good she doesn't need a lot of time to to get that shot off and uh but she's also added she's played a lot more off the bounce this year and and again it's you you hit it on the head when they come in they're leaving an old program they're buying in to a new program and it takes a while to build allegiance and to build loyalty and to build trust um it takes time for coaches to trust players and players to trust coaches and tra- players to trust teammates. And so she's been one who, as we go through this process, you've just seen her emerge. And I think she's our biggest gym rat in terms of getting shots up. She's always prepared. And, and uh, there's a lot of things we do we can do because we know that Corey's doing her job wherever she is.
1: Well, and then for Lauren, being 11 assists shy of a single-season record for most assists in a a regular season, I mean, what else can you really say about that? And the thing is, too, and this is back to the whole when you're trying to adjust, her second semester compared to her first semester, it's it's night and day if you had – just a, if you sprinkle an, an extra assist a game in the first semester compared to the second semester, you're talking about a, a new program record holder in Lauren McIver.
3: Yeah, I think back to early in the season, we were having like four and six assists a game. Like everybody was trying to do it themselves. Everybody was doing it off the dribble. Um, Lauren didn't know where people were going to be, and so you had very, very few. If you go back and play those games now, it's it's not even a um, – she's, she's far, far surpassed that. So it's – it's uh, um, it's one of those things. Uh, the good news is when she comes back, and we'll get that assist record next year. <laughs> um, we'll be even better then, I think. So we'll, we'll we'll give her something to work for in the off season.
1: <laughs> Keep her motivated. I guess that's one way to do it. I'm trying to think of who the program record holder would be. I know there was a run, what about five five years ago when Chan Sellers was was here, and she was quite the dynamic player, but I don't think she was quite the disher. She was just a freak athlete that can go up and down the floor. so i think it will leave converse about that and see what yeah, I, I don't i that. don't know
3: who it is either <laughs> i was looking at some of the different stats this year and and uh, that's when i i don't know um, there's a stretch where friends was really good but they were known for their defense more than they were known for their yes. scoring yeah. so yeah but um, betty
1: acappiato i think was one of them and I know Shan Sellers being one of them, but they also had uh, some three point shooting the mix the mix in there as yeah. well. So yeah.
3: you know, another another just to mention another great stat, uh Taylor Jackson this year is pretty incredible. Her her uh junior year has surpassed a thousand points in both points and rebounds. Yeah. A uh, thousand rebounds, a thousand points. And so to have somebody do that in just two and a half, two and two thirds years, that's that's pretty pretty impressive. So yeah. We're we're, we're proud of her for that accomplishment as well.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And then some of the other players, too, don't want to leave them out. Cassie Kinderberg. for those listening to this show that are in the Wichita area, might recognize that name being a a player from from Valley Center. Had to really grind it out and fight through some pain throughout her entire career. But she winds up getting honored on Saturday for Senior Day, and she had a a magnificent game against the St. Mary Spires where she really needed to be a big player, and she ended up being a – a massive player. And then you have Trinity Johnson, who's a transfer from Southwestern Oklahoma State. Got banged up, still trying to work her way back. You can kind of see that maybe not the same at this point, but who knows? Just got to get used to this new situation. Jaden Glasgow comes in for Briarcliff University. She had a, a monster three in a game on Wednesday against York University. If she doesn't knock it down, her and Corey go back-to-back. Back. That that kind of swung things in your Favorite down the stretch, Ashon Ryall comes off the bench and hits uh hits a couple threes on Saturday. Ellie Munns has had her moments being a, a player from collegiate. Tia Hagen is is a point guard that that's still battling for minutes. So you've had some other contributors out there as well.
3: We got a great, great group. Um, and you go back over the season, we, we say you all you never know when your moment's coming. You never know when that opportunity is gonna be there. It's hard. It's hard to be waiting for your your turn and especially if you're a freshman or sophomore um, but you're right it seems like every one of them at, at some moment has stepped up and made a huge play that's changed the game or, or sealed the game and um, you know you talk about Cassie you know Cassie came out her very first game was incredible and um, I think she had like 16 points as a freshman looking like wow this is going to be good in her, her second game her shoulder gets completely torn out and her labrum gets torn Um, And so she's battled that for all four years. She doesn't complain. She goes through a lot of pain. Um, I think she leads the conference this year in one-handed, left-handed rebounds. (laughs) And she's gotten really good at tipping it to herself because sometimes to raise that right arm, it, it just doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And she, like I said, she doesn't complain. She just goes out and competes and she bangs and she guards and she also leads. Um, I think that's that's the intangible you've got to have leadership you can have you can have talent you can have lots and lots of skilled players there's got to be some people like Cassie like Taylor um, and even Lauren is starting to step into that a little bit who make the rest of the team believe that on a night when it's not going perfect we can still do this we can um, we can write the ship I uh, this may be the team. Of all the teams I've coached, I don't know of any team I've coached that have trailed more in the first quarter <laughs> by 8, 10, 12 points and win in double digits. Um and a lot of it is that leadership that's we're going to be okay, just stay the course, let's do what we do and uh, when they demonstrate that by their actions and just by the way they carry themselves then everybody on that bench believes and everybody chips in.
1: Well, I mean, you know, first quarter wise, who needs the 30 point first quarter? I mean, Save the 31 point quarters for the fourth quarter in the, the third quarter it makes it more exciting on the stretch
3: that makes me gray that's all I can say <laughs> I, I, we just had to get yeah we had a 31 point quarter and I think 26 points of it came in the last four minutes so <laughs> they like they like to make me sweat a little bit up there on the sideline but it's also a lot of fun and uh, keeps the game exciting
1: yeah for sure well it's exciting times this week because it is the KCC postseason tournament Bethany is is one of those teams to where everyone's going to look at the seedings and they're going to look at three versus six, and people will probably overlook it. But Bethany also has one win that most people cannot talk about, and that is, well, no one else can talk about this year, and that is a win over the Tampa Blue Jays, so they end up winning the KCAC regular season championship. So you know what you're up against. You know what the, the type of intensity it's going to require on Wednesday. And then if you – are able to make it past that, the more likely there's St. Mary lurking in the corner. And then, of course, if it goes complete chalk, then you got Tabor in the KCAC Championship game. So I think you know exactly what's coming up this week.
3: Yeah. Bethany is probably the best full court pressure man to man team in the conference. And you know you're going to face it every single time. They're going to be in your face. You got to handle the pressure and you can't get rushed once you get to the half court. So you got to play quick, but not rush. Um, in the half court, we do have a size advantage, and so we've got to handle their pressure and and get ourselves into spaces where they've got to make a choice. Are they going to guard a shooter or are they going to double in the post? And um, then we have to read what they do and make the right, right decision. But, um, yeah, if, if we can make it a half court offensive game, uh, I think we get some great matchups. If we're scrambling around in the back court trying to handle pressure by – ourselves then the game gets a little dicey but they've done a they've done a great job this year they got a new coach they graduated some players and um that went against Tabor they showed they can play with play with anybody so we we can't look past we we have to the conference tournament like last year you know you had the one seed went down right away the two seed went down right away and um yeah you had two teams playing in the championship that nobody expected to be there and And the same thing can happen this year. All it takes is one night where somebody gets hot or a team plays really well and another team is off. So we got to go in. We got to guard like we guard, set the table with our defense, and then go put some points on the board.
1: Yeah. No bad first quarters, too. That would be really nice. That'd be really nice. (laughs) All right, Coach. Hey, thank you so much for, for coming here in studio. Again, congratulations on a fantastic season. The most wins since 2017 18 at a re- regular season for Friends Women's Basketball. And best of luck to you this week.
3: Thank you very much. Appreciate all you've done for the KCAC and Friends University this year.
1: Dean Jaderston our guest here on the Friends <laughs> Coaches Show, essentially. Oh, man, that's something that we do every single week as well. We have our... Uh, another one coming up next week with Dean Jaderson. So if you need more of Dean Jaderson, mm-hmm. we'll uh, have plenty of it for you next week. Well, that's Dean Jaderson, head women's basketball coach at Friends University here on The Pulse. Friends, Bethany, coming up on Wednesday, KCAC Quarters. Catch it right here on ESPN Wichita with coverage starting at 7 o'clock. When we come back, we wrap up hour number one. We'll take a look at our Beast of the Week. That's next here on The Pulse the heartbeat
0: of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita
6: 92.3 FM. Adventure awaits at Rock and Brews Casino Bremen, where you can win the ultimate ride. A brand new Polaris sport. You can earn entries all month for just 75 points. On March 31st, excitement ramps up at Rock and Brews with drawings at 5, 6, and 7 p.m. for $500 in free play. And the grand prize winner will be announced at 8. Rock And Brews Casino. Just a short drive down I 35 to exit 231. Short drive, big wins.
2: I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel.
5: Babel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and soon you turn and realize hey, I'm
2: starting to speak another language. How'd that happen?
0: Babel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com.
6: Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved
1: enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an edition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times. As represented by five times more singers. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison
2: based on FDIC national rate. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Did you know a fire department responds to a fire every 24 seconds? This Fire Prevention Month, First Alert is reminding you to be prepared by installing smoke and carbon monoxide alarms on every level and in each bedroom of your home. Don't forget to add First Alert fire extinguishers on every level and in common spaces like the kitchen and know how to use them. Protect your whole home with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores today.
6: Because of you, a high school student who is low vision packs for college. Because of you, a husband and father with a permanent eye injury brings home a paycheck. Because of you, a senior with advanced macular degeneration cooks dinner, balances her checkbook, and walks to the park. All of these accomplishments reflect your gifts in action. 100% of all donations directly impact Envision's programs and services. With your help, Envision can help to create a life of independence and fulfillment. If you would like to learn more about Envision or find out how you can help, visit helpenvision.com.
7: Spring training is underway and baseball season is coming. Opening day for the Wichita Wind Surge is April 5th and tickets go on sale February 29th at Riverfront Stadium and online at windsurge.com. Suites, hospitality, and group tickets are on sale now. Call 316-221-8000. Get ready for all the excitement of Wind Surge Baseball. A full slate of promotions, fireworks, giveaways, and much more coming to the ballpark. Get ready for baseball April 5th. Visit windsurge.com and listen to every game on ESPN Wichita 92.3
1: just a couple of minutes left here in hour number one on the polls second hour features KU and K-State basketball talk KU gets it done without Kevin McCuller K-State gets a W against BYU Shortly after that, we will have the new general manager of the Wichita Windsearch, Matt Hamilton, will be joining us live in studio. And then, following that, Mount Rushmore Monday, we do have Kansas lottery tickets to give away. Not going to have time to do that right now. Instead, we welcome Jack Johnson back into the program for our Beast of the Week. And for me, in addition to friends, women's basketball being awfully good this past week. We had high school wrestling wrap up this past weekend. And boy, did we have a ton of state champions. A ton of state champions. Lots of titles just across the board. Goddard would be the one to really highlight here this year. The Goddard Lions, they have always been a force when it comes to winning state championships at the high school level. And there's no doubt that they flexed their muscles this past weekend. Just a job well done by the Goddard Lions and by all of the different individuals participating in the state wrestling meets. It was a different format this past weekend where you had a a three-day affair instead of it just being two, which I kind of liked that. It's a little bit different, but I'm kind of a fan of all that. But the Goddard Lions, they did quite well. They had lots of state champions, and here they are being one of the the top teams in state this past weekend. Also, too, the Mays Eagles did awfully well. The end Trojans, Valley Center, Newton Derby, all those being in the top ten this past weekend when it came to the class – 5A, 6A state championships that took place inside Hartman Arena. Job well done. Those individuals are my beast of the week. Jack Johnson, does your beast of the week throw a baseball really well?
6: Actually, no. And uh, I have to give praise where... I criticize the team a lot all year long. And it's going to be a player Ooh. from the Houston Cougars. Oh, my gosh. I have gosh. to. Yep, I have Sound to. Sound the alarms. But I am going to go with uh, Juwan Roberts of the Houston Cougars. I watched that Baylor-Houston game in length. Um, I thought Baylor was going to pull off that comeback, that uh, Messi kid. It's just uh, disastrous. I've never seen a more uh, <laughs> offensive liability to a team in college basketball this year than uh, Messi, I think that's how you pronounce it. I remember he actually was pretty good against Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse, but absolute liability against Houston. But the guy he was going up against, Juwan Roberts, talk about just stuffing uh, the stat sheet, the box score, everything about it. 40 minutes in this game, 17 points on nine shots, three offensive rebounds, eight total boards, four assists, and six steals with three blocks. Um, he's not a guy that scores a lot for Houston, but You know with the great teams in college basketball, for games like that, for tough ones on the road, you need those outliers, those X factors to step up in a moment like that. And whereas at the beginning of conference play, it looked like Houston was overwhelmed by some of those big environments, they've now won in some pretty tough places, and Waco being one of them, and Baylor, you know, they they almost came all the way back from that 16, 17-point deficit would have absolutely been uh, just brutal for Houston hanging on to the Big 12 title hopes. But they're the number one team in the nation now for a reason. After UConn lost, they leapfrogged them. They got five guys on the floor right now that are playing really, really well. And I think Jawan Roberts is one of those glue guys they're going to need in March. So, against my will here, as much as it pains me to say it, Beast of the Week does play for the Houston Cougars.
1: Yeah, hey, that's one of those guys you brought up, as you mentioned. Doesn't really score a whole heck of a lot. But I remember watching him at Houston in the AAC, and I couldn't help but just go, this guy – This guy is a large individual, and he makes some plays that you absolutely have to have, and that's really Houston's M.O. They just simply make plays when you need it most, and there's no doubt that they were able to make just enough. They almost lost, but they made just enough to get the win. Also, too, a special shout-out to the Beast at Wichita State for baseball. I know it was a one-and-two showing in Jacksonville, but almost had the win against number 14, Virginia, falling in 10 innings, 5-4. And after getting just trounced by Auburn, 19-8, Wichita State Baseball wraps it up with a 12-6 win against the number 18 team in the country in the Iowa Hawkeyes. Wichita State Baseball back in action on Wednesday down in Tulsa. And then this weekend, some baseball at X Stadium. Against Utah Tech, you might have a chance to win tickets for the home opening series. Got to continue to listen to ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Okay, hour number two straight ahead. We'll have KUK State Reaction. We'll have the new GM of the Wichita Wind Surge, Kansas Lottery tickets, and much more. Hour number two of the poll straight ahead on ESPN Wichita.
0: Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.